0: Welcome to Following the Way. We're a podcast that's all about following Jesus and learning His way for our lives. We believe that Scripture reveals this way and invites us to follow. We're glad you're with us as we seek together. Welcome to day four of our Holy Week devotional Thursday as we journey with Jesus through the pages of His Word onto Good Friday and onto the glory of Of the resurrection and I trust that as you've been walking through this with us that you've been blessed and encouraged and edified. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, studying and putting these out and I trust that they've been a blessing to you and as much as they've been to me. I want to read today from John 13 verses 21 to 32 and this talks about the pain of betrayal. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Simon entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the feast or that he should give something to the poor so after receiving the morsel of bread he immediately went out and it was night when he had gone out jesus said now is the son of man glorified and god is glorified in him if god is glorified in him god will also glorify him glorify him in himself and glorify him at once father we thank you for this word and we thank you for your son Jesus and Lord we thank you that amidst this week of suffering and pain and betrayal that he chose to make his will submitted to yours that he submitted to the will of his father that he chose to walk towards the cross that he chose to give his life so that we could have life in you father thank you lord would we be in awe of this truth and would it go deep down into our souls and into our hearts and would it help us as we follow the way of Jesus. We pray this in your glorious and wonderful name. Amen. As I spent time this week in this scripture and in these words and contemplating what Jesus was experiencing, what he was walking through, it made me Realized that he really did lose a dear friend. He lost a disciple that he had walked with for three years. Someone who he had poured his life into. Someone who he had um, walked and and sought to bring alongside him for a long time. And the searing hurt of rejection and the pain of betrayal and the revelation of deception of someone so close to, close to you must have been very, very difficult for Jesus. And when we consider that and what Jesus walked through, many of us have experienced this at one time or at some point in our lives as well. And I certainly wouldn't say that I've experienced to the level of Jesus, but I have experienced pain like this. And for some, there may still be open wounds that are in need of healing. And as I mentioned yesterday, we read here at the beginning of these verses in verse 21 that Jesus was deeply distressed by what he was walking through. He was coming to grips with the gravity of the situation and what was before him this week. And there are times in our lives where we encounter things or we're thrust into situations that are are very, very difficult for us. And for many, this season that has been brought on by the coronavirus, a season that was uh, totally um, unimaginable and, and one that we never expected, even uh, a month ago or so, we never would have imagined that we were walking through this kind of season. And it is difficult. And I know even for myself, just the unknowing um the unknown of of the whole thing of of what is to come and we don't know where it will end is unsettling and it's difficult, and I have to give that to the Lord, but for many, this season is painful and it's difficult and and it's challenging, and what I am so encouraged by is when I read these verses and when I consider what Jesus was walking through. He didn't detach himself from the situation. He didn't pretend or put on a facade as he walked through these painful things. He wasn't trying to present an image that wasn't real. He was saying, this was hard. This is hard. And I, I'm i greatly distressed by what I'm experiencing. And so when we walk alongside events, events like this in Jesus's life where we are journeying through this week with him and seeing through Scripture what he was experiencing, it reveals to us that we have a Savior who's acquainted with grief and suffering and pain. And following the way of Jesus also invites us to be real, to be vulnerable about what we're facing, about what we will face or or what we have faced, and to find healing through him. The way of the cross. For every follower of Jesus is the way of pain, the way of suffering. That is what it means to journey through the cross. And scripture says we are glorified with Christ in Romans 8. If we also follow the way of suffering, if we suffer with Jesus. And the way of the cross is, and on to the resurrection, is the way of grief and loss and pain as we die to ourselves so that we can live with Christ. Roy Hessian, who wrote a book called The Calvary Road on the very first page of the book, uh, a chapter that is all about brokenness, says this. If we are to come into right relationship with Jesus, the first thing we must learn is that our wills must be broken to his will. To be broken is the beginning of revival. It is painful, it is humiliating, but it is the only way. It is being not I, but Christ. Jesus, he modeled this and all the disciples eventually learned this. They all walked through this, but tragically, Judas did not. And when we read this account and and what was happening here in verse 22, we see that the disciples actually weren't sure what Jesus was getting at when he began speaking about this betrayal and about what was going to happen. Obviously, Judas had been very successful in his deception. Even when he went out and, um, and he left, the disciples wondered if maybe he was going to buy something for the feast or maybe Jesus had spoken to him about giving something to the poor. They, they obviously didn't realize what was all happening and what was transpiring. And it, it makes us aware and, and it, the warning for us is beware the temptation to, of any level of deception in your life it is serious. And along with the wonder and the joy and the love of life that we experience, what this also reveals to us here is that the reality is that we will also experience pain and hurt and grief and loss in our lives. It cannot be be avoided. It is the human condition. It is the way that we will walk. But how we process and how we deal with that grief and that loss in our lives is what welcomes either healing or brokenness within us. And so what we see is that the way of Jesus is the way that brings healing for us amidst this pain and this loss that we walk through throughout our life. Now, maybe like me, you're, you're, you've read this now or, or before and you've wondered Why did Jesus expose Judas? And as I thought about that, and as I I looked at the text and and, um, dug into some other texts, you know, I realized, well, he he actually didn't entirely when you begin to understand what was happening. In fact, if you understand a little bit of Jewish custom and Jesus giving uh, this honor of the piece of bread to Judas, uh, it's likely that Judas was actually, he'd been given a place of honor at this dinner that he was sitting close to Jesus. And so they were having an intimate conversation. And what Jesus had said to Judas actually wouldn't have been heard amidst the noise in the room and all the other conversations happening amidst the disciples. They probably actually weren't obviously aware of what was happening. And we we know that from the text. In fact, John is the only one to whom Jesus lets in on what's happening. And even John, maybe we wonder, well, why didn't he say anything in that? moment? Why didn't he do something? But it's very likely even John wasn't entirely sure what was happening, and it was only later that he realized the full extent of, of what had transpired. But what this reveals is that despite the pain of this rejection and this betrayal and, and, and all the suffering that Jesus was walking through, and he, he was experiencing deep physical or deep emotions during this time in himself, what it reveals is that Jesus was in control. This did, this wasn't a surprise to him. This didn't come as some sort of shock to him. He knew what Judas was doing and what Judas would ultimately do. And as in the washing of the disciples' feet where Jesus showed just the utmost of sacrificial love, here we see Jesus showing the height of love for his enemies prior to the cross. Jesus knew that Judas was against him, despite all that he had poured into him, despite all that he had done for him, and and despite all the love that he had shown, Judas was betraying him. And you would think in those moments that the inclination of of any of us would be to to pull back and to, to withhold love. And yet in that moment Jesus actually, his love deepens and he extends more love and more goodness to Judas as he seeks for him to turn. And so it's tragic because when we see Judas accept the bread from Jesus, we see that, that everything changed, that in that moment, in those decisions that he made, it allowed Satan to enter into him, that Judas made that decision in his will to walk down this path, and it was tragic. In, in fact, he could have turned in those moments, he could have turned and received forgiveness, and he could have received redemption from Jesus. God would have made another way, but Judas chose to walk this path. In fact, we understand from Matthew's gospel account that Judas knew that Jesus knew. He he understood that Jesus knew what he was going to do. And so Judas ignored the conviction, and he rejected the love of Jesus. Now, we don't know all what was happening in Judas's heart, but... What we do see is that up to the very end of all this, that Jesus was pouring out his love to Judas amidst the pain of rejection, amidst all the, the stuff that was going on inside of himself and knowing what was going to transpire, Jesus continued to pour out to Judas. And, and yet when it happened and Judas made that decision and Judas left and and his plan to betray Jesus began to unfold, we see that Jesus understood and saw this as a turning point. He said, "Now is the son of man glorified." And so where many have seen the cross as this ultimate shame and humiliation and this ultimate shame of weakness, Jesus didn't see it like that. Jesus saw it as glory. He saw it as bringing glory to his father, and he saw that the cross would, that his father would bring glory to him through the cross. Jesus knew that this was about the glory of God. And so it's, it's amazing because what it what it reveals to us and what it speaks to us is that whatever we have walked through or whatever we are walking through or whatever we will walk through in the future and, and so many unknowns and, and, and we don't know what may transpire in our lives, but we know that whatever it is, we have a savior who knows our pain, who knows our suffering, who knows our grief, who knows our loss, who knows what we will experience. And he offers us his love, his forgiveness, and his healing. And so may we follow this way. May we follow this Jesus. And may we receive the healing and the love that we so desperately need. May you be blessed as you follow in the way of Jesus.